joining the military? Well then join, pussy. Don't think. Do. United States military. Oh shit, man, shit. They got locked. They got locked, dude. All good, Eskimo Bank, right? Eskimo, my only brother. You just witnessed the death of a great pilot, Eskimo. Let us all now bow our heads and pray that we as Americans may come together over this tragedy. We are more divided than ever. The American public hates each other. Listen to this real encounter caught on camera live in New York City. Hey, hey, dude, just wait. Hey, hey, hey. Why did you do that? Bug off, man. Get away from me. In my child's face? My kid's face? Look, man, I don't know what to say. How about you say, excuse me, man? Like, good lord. Like, we're outside and I can smell it. My kid, I think she's gone blind. I, I said, look, man, lay off. It's been a long day. No, no, no. This is a this is a learning lesson for my child. Now set a good example and say, excuse me. You want me to say, excuse me? Well, excuse this. <laughs> Fuck you. Hey guys, sorry if you don't like bathroom humor. Promise I won't stop doing it. I have hemorrhoids. Push too hard, wipe too rough, hemorrhoids. Must be a sign of getting old, hemorrhoids. Ouch, 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 ouch. the show. Dost I have room for one more? I can't see why not, although it pains me to think about the flavor. The flavor is so great. My earnest love, my crusty, chewy treat. I can't wait to have your hole wrapped around my fingers, covered in tangy cream. My dearest, warm, toasted bagel. I love you, bagel. Asiago, cinnamon raisin, poppy seed. Plain buttered and decadently cream cheesed. There is no thing that I care for more in this world than my morning bagel. You could say they are my everything. Do you get it? Everything, as in everything bagels. Cursed be the man who takes away my bagels. For I will unleash a rage not known to mankind. I fucking love bagels. I love them a lot.
should try one. you are Uh, I hope that this podcast helps warm you up Uh. hey guys uh, so funny story I know this might come as a shock to you but uh, actually I had a procedure done. I was really looking forward to it. I didn't tell anybody because I wanted it to be a surprise, but I had a vocal deepening surgery done. Um, I, I'm, I'm ecstatic about it. I think I sound great. Uh, my normal conversations, I can just tell people look at me with way more respect because my voice is deeper. All you need to garnish respect is a deep voice. So... I'm super stoked. I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. It's going to be a real good one. (coughs) 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 Shit, is that that blood? Wait, hello? Hello? What? My voice. What happened to my voice? Ah, uh, hello, uh, my my beautiful, luscious tone. Ah, uh, my baritone. What the fuck? Uh, I'm gonna need to make an appointment with my voiceologist. Son of a bitch. Uh, anyways, we gotta move forward. Um, damn it. Um, today we got a really good one for you. We got a we got a special guest. His name is Al Barry. Al is a comedian, a writer, animator, podcaster, and you can find all his work through his Instagram at Al Barry Show. He, uh, his stuff, it's super impressive and it's very funny and definitely worth the follow, I believe. He's a super nice and creative dude and uh, yeah, I hope y'all enjoy the conversation as much as I did. Welcome to the show, Al Barry. Barry, how you doing, bud? Doing good. How yeah. are you? Good. What'd you uh, What'd you get up to today? Today, yeah. um, not too much. Uh, I was supposed to. Uh, I probably shouldn't say this on a podcast, but uh, starting off hot, Let's playing go. playing hooky from work a little bit. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, did my piano exercises. I've been uh, learning piano. Oh shit. Yeah. How long How long have you been practicing? Mm, like four weeks. How's it going? Know? It's going pretty good, actually. My uh, my teacher seems to think I might be a, a prodigy. Are you it. serious? Yeah. That's crazy. You know, it, it's funny because I always said, like, I could be a prodigy at something and not know what it is. Well, it's, it's been really weird. Um, so I, I, every Monday, I have mm-hmm. lessons with her. 
And uh, the first time uh, ever, it, it was my first time ever um, playing piano at my first lesson. Yeah. And uh, I was I could sight read. Sight read? It's like uh, uh, you have your sheet music in front of you, and you can just read it and play at the same time. Oh, without like looking down at what your fingers are doing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, how do you learn the keys and stuff? Like the, the I notes. just I just figured it out like right away. It was like, like whoa, yeah, that's bizarre. You've so, never played piano before? No. Well, that just means if you keep practicing, you're going to get very good. Yeah. Um, so I've been doing like an hour a day for the last four weeks, and um, I, I'm I'm getting there. Yeah. You know, I, I feel I feel pretty pretty strong about it. That's badass, dude. Me and uh, me and my girlfriend have been talking about how we want to take piano lessons together. Yeah. Like we both want to go to the same teacher and practice playing piano. Um, to, to learn because she plays sure. guitar i play drums but we both want to play piano yeah and uh that's that's cool maybe you could uh give me the hookup who you're going to tammy at tammy. Uh, velocity music academy that's pretty cool man that's uh, how old are you i'm 26 26 and just starting to play piano that's <laughs> yeah i just started well that's you should you should do it if you're thinking like you want to yeah 100 mm-hmm. like what else do you do with your free time I box. Mm-hmm. Um, I started boxing seven months ago. How is that going? Pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Where do you box at? Legends. Legends. Is that here in Austin? Yes, it is. That's in South Austin. And I, I'm pretty good at that, too. Very fun. Yeah. So, did, before, so four weeks ago, you started playing piano. Yeah. Seven months ago, you started boxing. What were you doing before then? Animating. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen your animations. That's, uh, that's, that's that the first thing the first impression i had of you was your animations and i was i was super impressed thank you so you just and and you told me that you've only been doing it for a couple years now yeah since the beginning of covid Mm -hmm. so you're you're just a fast learner then because your your animations do not seem to me at least i guess i'm not a trained eye they don't seem like something that uh you just learned how to do you know they seem pretty advanced uh, it's weird because for me they'd suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, but I don't know. I, I've never been a good learner. Like in high school, mm-hmm. I was very stupid, <laughs> and uh, in college, I couldn't like pay attention in class. And I think it's because um, I think I'm I'm I've, the last couple of years since when COVID started, I just started mm-hmm. picking up the things I've actually always wanted to do. Yeah, and uh, I think that's just how how it works. Yeah, I think yeah. you just learn what you want really fast. One hundred percent. I um, I've experienced the same thing. Like drums, I only I've only been play, playing drums for about three years now. Yeah. Um, maybe longer. No, only about three years. And uh, it was just one of those things. I was in the garage with, or the barn with a couple friends who play music. We didn't have anybody to play drums that day, so I sat down and I could play a basic beat, and it just right. like exploded. It's like I've always wished that I could play music or be part of the jams that my friends are doing. So, and then I just did it. You yeah. know, it's it's all it takes is a little bit of drive. And now, and now you're gonna post a video on YouTube, and Van Halen's gonna recruit you. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> not even close. I need about 15 more years of experience. But the thing is, like, it's that feeling of uh, that feeling of improvement. Sure. And getting better at something is really addictive. Sure. And I think I think if you've wanted to do it, you've been learning in your head for years yeah. and years before you start. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So you've always wanted to play piano. Yeah, yeah, always. Because I'll I'll listen to songs on on my Spotify or um, I love classical music as well. Yeah, and uh, uh, and 
whenever I hear that stuff, I, I just always been thinking like, oh, fuck, I wish I could play right? something like this. I used know? to lay in bed and watch videos of like classical compositions on piano and yeah. and violin and just you know it it blows your mind like or it blew my mind at yeah least, exactly seeing how good people are and how especially with piano because unlike any other i feel like it's the most expressive of instruments you can do the yeah. most like you can say so much on a piano you're playing the bass the lead the rhythm like everything is being can be played at once yeah you can be a one-man band you really can you can do a lot about it but also it was um when i finally started doing it it's because um i i was talking to you Mm -hmm. uh before about scoring like i've been trying to find somebody to score music for my videos yeah. yeah and uh and i I just I decided I would learn how to do it, dude. Isn't that the isn't that the way? It's so it's I've um that's a, that's something I'm learning. Like if if you <laughs> yeah, want exactly. somebody, you're like I need somebody to do this for me. It's way better <laughs> to just learn will. it to do your learn sure. to do it yourself. Yeah, yeah. So it's that's funny. how that's how I started animating too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what were you doing? Were you just writing sketches or like, um, were you I, recording them? What were you doing? I started a. Uh, uh, like an onion kind of thing. Okay. Um, where we were, it was me and my uh, couple of friends from New York. Um, we were writing satire news articles for mm-hmm. a page called Breakfast Journal that we started. Mm-hmm. And um, like, I had, I kept having these ideas for animations, and like we, like I'd write them out. Like I had one that was um, the uh, the Last Supper was actually at Denny's. <laughs> And uh, I just really wanted to animate these. So I kept trying to find people like uh, animators. And uh, I started realizing anybody who would do it for free was just terrible at it. Right. And then if you look on Fiverr or something, it's hundreds of dollars per minute. Yeah. So I... uh, I immediately changed the uh-huh. uh, the format. Like we went from writing um, satire news to doing cartoons instead. Yeah, and uh, I was like, "Fuck it, I'll learn how to animate for it." And that was the start of the pandemic. And so that took me uh, like a year into it. I started getting good at at it, enough at it where we were getting like views and follows on social media and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I was disappointed because I wasn't the one getting famous off of it. Yeah, I was. The, the, the. <laughs> yeah. So then I then I changed and I just I, I started to get uh, like that motivated me a lot more to learn. Yeah, because you, you had proof of concept at that point. Sure. It sounds like. So were you um, when you started to learn how? What was like the first things that you learned how to do? Uh, draw. Yeah, I didn't know how to draw when I started. That to me, that's crazy. Um, so that was probably the first thing is learning just like simple, even even doing like simple stick figure kind of people. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, it was learning how to put together um, like the audio mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. And doing mouth shapes and stuff like that. So what? Wh- how did you learn how to do mouth shapes correctly to correspond with words? I just Googled it. Like what yeah. to do for this. And there was people showing you how to do it. Uh I, I would Google like pictures of mouth shapes and on images, mm-hmm. and then one of my buddies um, named John is really good at um, he's really good at figuring things out when he watches like somebody else do it. Mm-hmm. So he would go on social media and watch some of the other animators, and he would kind of make a hypothesis on how they did it, mm-hmm. and then he would start telling me about it, and I would just try that technique. 
so what other animators like um like who's like some of your favorite animators out there um i love meat canyon stuff yeah that's yeah. so funny <laughs> i was talking to my buddy on the phone before yeah. this and he follows you because i told him about okay. you a long time ago and he said uh he said a lot of your <laughs> like your stuff seems like uh it's the same uh not the same brand but like it reminds him of meat canyon a little bit sure i get a lot of inspiration in my artwork from meat canyon for sure yeah um, well it's heinous yeah it's, i love it's i love wild uh, yeah sure and i i love i love that kind of juxtaposition in, in animation when mm -hmm. somebody takes like you know a recognizable character or, or a celebrity and they kind of just they make them so weird looking yeah characterize them in a bizarre way yeah exactly um and uh so definitely me Kenyon. i love this uh, other animator called flash gets mm -hmm. who's uh, a little bit similar um they just don't do horror videos <laughs> so uh they do like um like they did this naruto character who was had down syndrome that i was just like the funniest thing yeah. <laughs> fucking rude funny <laughs> that is amazing um yeah so definitely those guys and uh and then um one of my old buddies from college uh is super famous now but his, mm -hmm. his name is danny casal mm -hmm. and uh he um he's he's cool man coffee dan on social media but he does like these really simple um you know feel good kind of uh i would say reggie watts mm -hmm. kind of his that's his kind of writing style yeah. um, but he's just really good at doing it simply um and that's kind of something that i go for too is just trying to figure out how what's the simplest way i can get something done isn't that the that's the thing too like it's yeah. like the simplicity is what works the best you have to yeah. find a way to like if you have like a message you want to send or a joke you want to tell you have to find the simplest way to do it sure because it, i'm not i don't know i'm not ne it's not necessarily just because people's attention spans are like you know squirrels nowadays it's like it's it's hard to regular person like even if somebody's not you know like consuming social media like all day long constantly just the regular person to get them hooked into something yeah and also comprehending what's going on is a challenge like it's it's like a, a problem that needs to be solved like that i've like i can have like i'll have like a bit that i want to do for my podcast and I'll do it. But if it's, it's like three minutes long, it's like, if you're not following every line, you're going to get lost and then you're in chaos, you know? Yeah. So like, I, I think that's uh that's wise. That simplicity is something that like you need to figure out. Um, yeah. That's a hard thing to do, but uh, yeah. Cool man. Coffee Dan does it really well hmm. um, to a point where like, like he'll, he'll the, the most complicated joke, um, he'll just he'll just do it so simply i don't know how yeah. else to put it yeah no it's hard it's hard to ex explain stuff like that i get it like <laughs> like i used to uh i'd used to watch like um like bo burnham and stuff and, yeah. and want to explain to my friends why what he was saying was funny but right. like you can't really do that <laughs> you just gotta you know? watch it yeah. yeah you gotta just it's, it's either you get it or you don't get it sure funny so um, you've been doing animation for two like and you started off drawing stick figures and pretty much yeah. and you went to mouth like how to like shape the mouths correctly to match with the audio yeah what kind of programs were you using oh i was using um mostly photoshop 
photoshopped a, like for animation yeah so i would do i would draw every frame in photoshop and then i would bring them to um adobe premiere and uh i i, I just didn't know about animation software uh, right. at that time so that was like i just used what i had so so you draw every frame was there a way to make it faster like if there's a you know how many frames are in like a minute long video oh a lot um yeah it's, it's be like, 24 per second yeah so like thousands yeah um so i think in a in a full minute it's something like 13 or 1400 um and when I first started, because I didn't, I had no, I had no knowledge, yeah. and uh, so I, I just, I literally drew every single frame, and then I realized, oh, I could do the background separate, and then just draw like the oh, different you were frames drawing of the, the background with it and everything. <laughs> Jesus, did you have like an iPad or something you were doing it on? Yeah, I started on uh, like an iPad with the the Apple Pencil, okay. um, which is probably, I think probably the worst way to start really <laughs> that's so, so funny because i've thought about like doing animations i was like well i gotta get an ipad and stylus uh yeah, it's 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 fine there's there's better ways to do it um such as uh like there's there's um he won tablets mm -hmm. and it's probably better it's even better to just start with like keyboard and mouse really because mm -hmm. then you get into the practice of keeping like your hand steady and um there's tools on on uh, Adobe Animate and um, and Illustrator. If you're going to do it there, um, yeah. that help you kind of keep like a keep you from shaking. Mm -hmm. And it's good to get used to like the keyboard shortcuts and stuff like that. Right. Um, but yeah, Apple Apple Pencil. Uh, so I would I would email each frame to myself uh, and to import them on my computer. You'd email each frame <laughs> yeah. for like how many frames? Uh, usually the animations would be like 30 seconds so it could be you know four or five hundred pictures good lord <laughs> that's insanity i get i get annoyed when i have to email myself stuff like yeah. just like you know just a sound file or anything like that that's 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 crazy yeah i got more efficient at it i'm sure you did i'm sure you, <laughs> it just became part of the job you weren't even thinking like this is a huge pain in the ass you were just doing it yeah at, at some point uh my father noticed how uh much of a pain in the ass i was making it for myself yeah and so he just he just got me this like massive um uh it's called a wacom tablet mm -hmm. um and that's like it's like a studio quality oh, animation very cool mm -hmm, that i use now and uh, that made it so much easier. I can only imagine. Does it have like a hard drive and like it ha it's, uh, has enough processing power to keep everything on it? Yeah. Um, so it's just, uh, it's like a second monitor. Mm -hmm. um, there's not really any storage on it or anything like that. But uh, no, it, 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 uh, it tracks um, when you're drawing uh, directly to your computer. And um, so I, I sketch out all of like uh, the drawings digitally in, in Toon yeah. Boom now, and uh, I do sprite animation and, and use bones and stuff. Very cool. That's uh, that's a huge upgrade. Did he, does he know anything about animation, or is he no. in any way? Oh, he just did. He's, you, how did he know to get you that? Did you talk he, about it? Yeah, he's just super supportive. That's really cool. That's really <laughs> and. Cool. Uh, so I, I'd, I would tell him, like, I, he's seen all of my stuff. Yeah. And uh, my father used to be a performer, mm -hmm. and uh, he used to do stand-up, um, like, back in the 80s. 
and uh so every every bit or script i've written i run by him first oh that's funny that's so, funny it, it runs in the family that's yeah cool. pretty much yeah so so he'll he'll be the first to read them and then he'll be also be the first to watch yeah. my stuff and uh so that's how he kind of got the idea of like oh you're you're spending too much time emailing yourself pictures yeah <laughs> good lord i can't even imagine and then you have to go you make the email you send the email then you go to your computer you open it up you download each one individually like, yeah kill me and That's then <laughs> i would match them up to like the audio that i created and i'd have to figure out i'd be doing a lot of math in my head yeah. um to figure out like what frame of mm -hmm. drawing i was on and like i'd have to figure out the mouth shapes for that frame and yeah yeah Wow, that's a that's a whole different process that I just uh, I didn't when I got my audio equipment and started doing my podcast and right. my like I, I started doing like um, like I had I had no idea what it was I was gonna do with it I just wanted to like interview people and stuff but sure. just you know you can't get people all the time and on my own I'm just fucking around with audio equipment it's a lot of fun you can make a lot of cool noises. Um, like I just totally circumvented the need to like, <laughs> like animate anything, but right. in, in retrospect, there are bits that I've done that I'm like, man, I wish I could have animation on top of this audio, you know, just yeah. to like to like bring it to life even more. So sure. that's it's it's cool to see that uh, it's not that inaccessible. I know I can do it if I just put a little bit of effort into it. Yeah, you can. It was yeah. probably a really good. I'd say it's a bad way to start, but in a way it was really good because I learned how to draw really fast. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, you know, you're the second person. So I've always had this, I can't draw for shit. Sure. Like I can draw very basic, like, you know, doodles. Um, So like I have <laughs> friends that draw really well and they've always been able to draw. So I'm just like, either you can draw or you can't. Like, I didn't know that you could learn how to draw until recently. My girlfriend, um, uh, I just found out like she's she can draw she can paint it's crazy like really well wow. like she just picked it up or it's she just I've just found out that she only huh. learned like maybe three f three or four years ago like look wow. at that like she drew that and painted it oh, and wow. just yeah. recently learned how to paint like what the fuck like look at that yeah that'd be a good t-shirt it would be a good wow. t-shirt she has she has a couple of these uh like skull designs that are uh, tattoos on people now it's pretty Damn. gnarly yeah it's gnarly it's pretty cool that's what that's what i thought um I, I figured there was no way i was gonna learn how to draw yeah but apparently and, uh, you can yeah i can do pretty uh realistic pencil images now really that's mm -hmm. maybe that's something that uh i'll use i don't know i'm i'm really interested in uh um music right now um because sure. the snail haven intros that i've been making i've been doing more of a music theme with them all and the more I can learn about like music production, the better I can make that stuff. So right. like learning how to play piano and learning actual keys and learning how to actually sing is kind of like something that I'm. You're making um, on. you make beats, right? Kind of. I mean, I try to. I, I okay. wouldn't say that I'm good at it though. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's actually something I've wanted to do as well as yeah. is make music. Um, it's 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 hard. Yeah. It's really hard. Yeah, it is. But I can, like, I can drum, you know. Sure. But, like, doing it on, like, you know, electric or a real drum set is different than, like, building a beat in a computer. Like, how does how does that work? Because um, I've tried uh, opening up a music software, and it's so foreign to yeah. me. Um, 
but it it works in like you have to do it all in 16 measures or dude it's, it's that's like 16 bars or whatever like i got my sure. hot 16 you know like <laughs> rappers saying that I, I honestly man i don't know shit i don't know what that means <laughs> which like yeah. i actually like my uh my, my uh snail haven intro from last week like i accidentally made like sure. a, a good rap <laughs> and, like with a hook and everything and uh it was like 16 bars and i just happened through feel huh, okay. <laughs> but i don't know like the science behind like good producing i'm still learning my girlfriend's yeah. a lot better at producing than i am so she's been like you know she talks to me about it but like we we're gonna start working on some stuff together <laughs> sure but uh music like like all of my the sound design and stuff that i've done has been in garage band which is like a basic understanding of huh, just stuff okay. and i just you know, I, I don't know actual science. I just do it. You know, I, I don't know what I'm doing 90% of the time. I'm just like, what does this sound do? Like, I still feel that way most yeah, of the like, time. Let's twist this knob and find out what yeah. sound it makes. Oh, don't like that. Untwist it, you know, basically. Right. I think that's just how the professionals do it on TikTok from what I've seen. Man, I don't know. I wish I was more like, I wish I could be like active on TikTok. I'm trying to like figure out a way to market my stuff more, you know? Yeah. Do you, are you pretty active on like Instagram and TikTok? Well, you um, are on Instagram because of your animations. Yeah, I'm on Instagram. Um, I'm on YouTube as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, TikTok, I just, it's hard to compete yeah. with uh, my, my, what kind of content I make. Really? Yeah. I'm hope I'm hoping uh, the podcast will kind of change that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um because I, so I, I, that's why I decided to do like two to five minute episodes yeah. and then release them every day because then I can try to keep up with everybody oh, that's else's right. content. You told me that you're doing, so the way you're formatting your podcast, is, yeah. it's, it's, they're in seasons and each month is a season mm-hmm. and you have one guest, but you take that interview and you split it up into two to five minute chunks yeah. for every and release one every day. Yep. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That that's um that's a that's a cool way to do it for like for like YouTube and stuff because like it'll it'll be the video will be exclusively on TikTok. Okay. And then the audio is on Spotify. Okay. And I'm ho- I'm hoping that'll help me compete with every other content creator who's doing like sixty videos a day. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. so the algorithm you know of course it favors them because yeah. they're um, they're able to promote more you know ads and products on their well, pages yeah, their quantity is enormous sure their and their their quality is okay it's yeah. mostly garbage but it's like it's good garbage so it's kind of i mean how do you how do you have quality content every single day it's like south yeah. park is incredible for having i mean they don't it's not every every week anymore it's like they have seasons but like they would release an episode a week yeah and they would start making the episode weekly like they didn't have from what i understand they didn't have like a backlog of this is this season they would just every week they were like grinding to make that next episode i think they i think they still do it that way that's Um, crazy they just take like i think they just get off for the summer yeah that's and that productivity is amazing i can't even 
one a week yeah. like you're putting out content one day a week it's like it's not vetted by like anybody you don't have sure. any proof that it's funny you don't have any you just like hope putting it out there with no like with nothing other than just like eh, it's gonna get buried eventually like i don't know like i don't i, I that's just a lot of content especially if we're, you're trying to like be funny and stuff i don't know they're good at it. They yeah. they know what people want to watch. That's, that's yeah, cool. and mo- most of it is is um, I think they just copy other creators. Really, I think so because they a lot of them seem like you know their personalities are all carbon car- carbon copies of each other. Yeah, um, like some of the YouTubers that I know, um, like David Dobrik, mm-hmm. and uh, and I feel like him and Mr. Beast make the same exact kind of content. It's just Mr. Beast is more famous now. Yeah, well, um, they're still both stupid famous, and th- yeah, they still get a ton of views. Yeah, um, and then it's the same thing for like TikTokers and stuff. I think I know one is like uh, Bryce Hall mm-hmm. is pretty successful at it, and uh, <laughs> he makes again he makes the same content as everybody else uh, in in that on that level. That's that's interesting. Artistically, I don't get it. I don't think there's an art to it. I think it's I think it's the uh, the Kardashians' style of being famous for being famous. Yeah, it's just putting that content out there and having yeah. you know a personality that a lot of people can vibe with. Sure, you know, people I mean, people yeah. want to have sex with you. Yeah, Mr. Uh, well, do you look at Mr. Beast and it's just like he's like super happy go lucky, like yeah, creative and like his his videos are creative, like his sure. ideas are you know like what would you do if you had enough money to do whatever you wanted to do? Like, let's do these ridiculous experiments and, you know, it's interesting, but, um, some, like, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not on TikTok at all. I don't, I don't go on Instagram anymore. And this might be like my, this might be my downfall, <laughs> but I'm not like in the loop with any of that shit. Like I watch, yeah. I watch YouTube. I, 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 I still love YouTube. Um, because I don't think the algorithm cares how often, just how many like people watch your content yeah. uh, when you upload it, and uh, so it's it's just it's a good fit for animation for sure. And yeah. if you're trying to make something that's longer than you know a minute long, yeah, it's better suited. I just you. I just never want to be known for producing garbage. No, and that's my <laughs> thing too. That's why I was saying like you're putting out a video a day. That's like you don't even like yeah. you're just. You, what do you how do you know that it's good you know you don't you just know that it's people are gonna watch it yeah but i I guess that's true with my podcast i'm like i don't know that any of this is good and i listen to it and half of it's like i think the reason why i like it is because it's so like there's like sure there's like a stupidity to it like it's like literally stupid and i guess guess. like if you listen to the bagel bit that i did this morning like there's mm-hmm. literally like it is it is it is stupid <laughs> <laughs> but like that's why i like it it's fun um i i feel like i know if, if my content's good or not when i put it out well i Some, know sometimes yeah. people are just wrong you know honestly that, that might be true or some people aren't paying attention they don't absorb or it's it. not uh, it's not good for social media um I know my that uh, Forest cartoon. Uh, that was not a good video for social media. Forest cartoon. The Forest Gump one that I posted. Uh, you might. I, I don't mean, think I you probably saw missed it, yeah. it because yeah. I'm not on Instagram anymore. Damn. Oh I'm right. Yes. Yes. I, uh, yeah. I'll text it to you. Yeah. But please. yeah, I I finished. Uh, I made this cartoon about Forest Gump, mm-hmm. and um, it's a good. It's a good quality 
cartoon and uh the production value on it is pretty good for you know me yeah and yeah. Uh, i was i was proud of that but uh it's missing a lot of engageable content yeah and there's not really a personality to it so there's there's um it's hard for uh Social media is just about how, how how well can somebody relate to your content that you're yeah. posting, and, and is there something that they can engage with and comment and then share with their friends? So it's it's like um, Cool Man Coffee Dan does it super well. So all of his videos have uh, have that kind of thing that make people engage. Like one of them, uh, I think his most famous video is like this um, one that he made a few years ago. That was about uh, it was like. Uh, stop being dumb on the internet mm -hmm. and it's kind of um all of his videos whatever the joke is they have some kind of message like that that people can you know grab onto and start sharing you know with all their friends and family and um meat canyon does that as really well too mm -hmm. for youtube um where all of them will be like like he did this one about uh do you know who nikocado avocado is Nick, no he's the, do you know what mukbang is mukbang is uh videos of people eating yeah right? like egregious amount like, of foods yeah it's yeah. That, that one guy you see memes of that used to be skinny he's like uh, yeah yes exactly like, he might be like he's hispanic or something and he, yeah he, yeah and so, he's always like crying eating fried chicken and shit yeah his, his story is really sad i want to get into that <laughs> i don't want to like distract you from what it's you like it's it's all related so yeah. nick Akato is uh he was like this 23 year old oh violin. is that the guy uh is yeah. nick Okado the guy that you were talking about yeah that me canyon is making fun of oh okay cool i and do know that guy then. yeah <laughs> so nick Okado, yeah he was like that uh 23 year old violin prodigy who's gonna be on carnegie yeah. hall and like he had what? a huge career ahead of him in, in music and uh, he gave it up to start doing these mukbang videos and he gained, I think he's like 400 pounds now. And, oh. uh, I think like he's, he's, uh, he's got a bunch of medical problems yeah. and, uh, everyone on, he's like a meme now and everyone just wants him to stop. So meat Canyon did this whole video, um, based on that when, when the message of please stop was getting popular and meat Canyon did a whole video about him, uh, just kind of throwing everything away like everything he touched turned to fat oh, <laughs> and wow. uh so that's that's what i mean about like a shareable message that yeah. everyone can like jump on to because it's like you know it's kind of you're you're adding to the community of social media yeah wow that's funny well i guess that's where like being on the ball is important um yeah. for it but like what a sad story like he was he was a uh, like you know on his way to being a world class violinist he was yeah he was uh, he was a musical genius at uh, at violin and like he, there's there's videos of him on the internet playing and it's it's beautiful yeah and he can st i think he can still kind of hey, play you like forget that forget how to play sure. i mean but now now he's like um he's thrown that career like a healthy career away he's thrown uh, his all of his relationships probably yeah. a lot of his friends and family and uh just his own health what's up with him crying while he's eating that's all i, I think see. that's just a bit that he does um like I, it's all part of his character is so that, it, is that a bit i think so i think i think it's it's um it's both so i think it's uh i think it's i i believe uh i i love psychology and i yeah. love um uh, reading about um, Freud and and uh, 
part of that psychology is that everything that you do, even if it's like fake or, you know, like um, artificial, it's all rooted in your unconscious. Mm-hmm. So if you're like doing a bit where you're you're crying, it's because, you know, probably deep down you're sad. Yeah. So sure. I think I think that has something to do with it. It's, but I really do think it's a character he's doing for views because he just knows if he yeah. eats he gorges on food and then posts to YouTube where he's crying and people are going to comment like, stop doing this. Um, he's still going to make a ton of money off of it. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like the tears are coming from a real place. You know, it, that's any good actor, you know, when sure. they're, where they're bawling on, on camera, you know, it's, it's not that they're just, you know, they're so good at pretending to cry. They're really crying. Like, and that's, it, it, it has to be accessed from a real place you know i mean that that whole thing that guy that's, that's <laughs> something i can't even be on like that's beyond me but yeah. um i mean the weird thing is though like i do for some reason subconsciously like watching um like competition eating challenges on youtube <laughs> like when i'm really lazy and sure. i'm really not wanting to think i just like i'll watch people do food challenges which is kind of i yeah <laughs> i can't i can't get into that i tr- i've tried it's it it's hurts weird. me though yeah it's like it's and then i recently found out like oh, they're all definitely throwing up after they all purge after it I don't think I don't think that YouTuber does though. I really don't. Oh, he doesn't. No, he's just um, eating. But like, there's but, um, like the uh, hot dog eating. Yeah, and okay. then like people that like people will. There's a guy uh, beer meat beard meets food. He'll go and like do these restaurant challenges. And he <laughs> always wins. Like always, he's just this like skinny dude with a giant beard. And uh, they apparently all those guys like after they shoot they fucking they're they're pulling uh-huh. the trigger and throwing up in the bathroom. They're just, they're just bulimic. Yeah, <laughs> so, and that's like I guess that's a good good point. Like this guy threw away his life or not sure. his life. He threw away like a really bright, healthy, um, probably rewarding future to um, to make these intense social media videos where he's eating food. Um, for no for for who knows who like he's just eating food for people who are just like you know numbing themselves on social media and it works and the same thing as this this guy he's like you know he could have been doing anything but instead he's making really good money going to restaurants and videoing himself eating five pound cheeseburgers like he'll eat like twenty thousand calories yeah uh, in one sitting and it's and it's like and it's all because it works on social media. Yeah. So, so something I was thinking earlier in this conversation was like, where do you like, where do you like, because it's important to make relatable content. Like you don't want to just be sure. like sending shit into the void that nobody gets and it's just kind of, you know, off. You want stuff that people can relate to. But like at what point is it like, are you making it, like, is it not you making it and it's a different thing? Like, you're trying to make something that people like and it's not really it's, you. I think it's both. As, like, uh, as somebody who wants to be in show business, yeah. I think it's my job to entertain people and I think that's the priority. I don't know what I'm talking about because I'm not successful no, at all. Well, you're 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 on the come up, you know, you're, you're working towards something. Sure. I, but I think it's, um, I don't, I don't think that it has to be, like, you look for things to contribute to. I think it's you're 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 creating something mm-hmm. that people can contribute to. Um, so for the forest, I mean, my hope was like, I I had this the the idea was Forrest Gump is really just a kid in a coma. Yeah, and I thought that would be you know a, a clever 
kind of um, spin on Forrest Gump that people could jump on. And oh, he uh, wakes up at the end and he's it's like oh he was in a coma. It's revealed he's in a coma and he's going to die, and then the whole like forest universe is just him dreaming, you know. Um, But uh, I just that was not. I didn't. I didn't spend a lot of time on that premise uh, when I was making it, so I I think that's why it failed. Who knows if it it might have failed? How many people? How many views did it get? Like four hundred. Okay, that's that's a very small sample size. <laughs> sure, you know? sure. I can ask four hundred people, like if they play an instrument, and none of them do. You know, like yeah, I guess, but I, I I don't know. I I think it's different because social media is it's not. Um, I don't think it works the people the way people want to believe it works. I think I think I don't think you need a lot of followers to get a lot of views. Yeah, I think you just need to make really good content, and that. That I that idea of like good content is yeah. not might not be what you think it is like yeah like to me the Force Gump thing was really good but uh, it also sucked like it was good for me because I it was a huge milestone for my 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 artwork and I learned a lot from it yeah but uh, it was a shitty video um, because it just it didn't get people didn't share it yeah I'm I'm like caught in between on that. Because part of me is like, okay, it, like I agree with you, sure. But at the same time, if it was, uh, you know, not everything has to be Forrest Gump. You know, Forrest Gump, sure. like, like Forrest yeah. Gump, Gump might be the greatest movie ever made. Like in my yeah. opinion, it, it's it's in my top five. F- fucking one of the most amazing pieces of art f- film that's ever been done. Right. Um, but not every movie can be that. Not every. It's like Babe Ruth didn't hit a home run every time. You know. Well, you can't. You can't expect. Not every. Not everything's going to be amazing. Exactly. Um, yeah. You just. You just kind of have to. It's. I think it's. It's. It's a good mix of the two. So you. Yeah. It's. You can only blame your content for not getting enough views or people not wanting to watch it. Yeah. Um. But you just. You just kind of. You just have to move on to the next idea yeah. and hope that you know maybe it's something that people will like a little yeah, bit more. One hundred percent. There's this one that I released right before Forest about. Um, it was based on uh, King of the Hill, mm-hmm. and the idea was uh, Bobby Hill. You know, he's like a fat kid, and that's a huge problem for Hank uh, yeah. in the actual show. So it was uh, the premise is um, Bobby Hill had eaten Peggy and uh, Lady Bird. Um, so that was Hank Hill's last straw. And now he's about to throw Bobby off a cliff. Yeah. And, uh, that one ended up getting, that one's at 22,000 on Instagram now. See, that's a, that's a, that's a lot of views. Sure. But it's, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's a better, it's a better, it's a more engaging idea. Yeah. Or it's just, it, it hit, it tickled people in a different way, yeah. you know? And that's, it's, it's so hard with, with this, you know, like sure. with stand up, you can take a premise and go in front of people and find out like, is there something here? Is this funny? You know, you can work on it with your animation. You're just like, or with a bit, you're just, you're, you're doing it. You're putting a ton of effort into it and then you throw it out there and you find out. People yeah. don't agree with me, or they do. Yeah. It's it's it's. Do you agree with this idea, yeah. or don't you? And yeah, it's, yeah. The forest one. People did not agree. <laughs> <laughs> people are like don't fuck with my forest cup, man. That's the greatest movie ever. Yeah, yeah. That's in, that's um. I mean, it's it's. You don't get good 
by just you don't just start putting good shit out there you'll figure sure. you slowly figure it out i go back and i listen to some of the bits i did on the first like 10 12 like episodes that i made i'm like jesus I'm like fucking get to the point man yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly like, this is trash that's um, at some point i'm hoping i'll be good enough to like like i my ideas will be more on target yeah well and that's most of the time you only you only uh you only get that way by doing it a lot you know you get good at shooting bow and arrow by shooting bow and arrow a lot of times you got to shoot at the target a bunch and you got to figure out what am i doing when i hit the target versus what am i doing when i'm missing yeah unless you're like an elf from lord of the rings because apparently they're just naturally yeah (laughs) i mean i don't know man i've been shooting um, archery for like a year now and uh, have you really okay it's it's uh it's not an easy thing to just get good at you know you got to do it all the time are you um are you how good at archery are you now I would say I'm still novice level. I don't yeah. think that I'm that good. Um, I've, I've seen videos of people running and shooting and getting no, a bullseye. I have a I have a compound bow like okay. for hunting. Sure. Um, so that's not possible. <laughs> it takes a second to load it up and get everything going. Um, but it's funny the last time the last time that i uh i shot was like i had like a light bulb aha moment with my technique and figure something out and became like just instantly became way more effective than i had been yeah and then my membership to the archery club that i went to expired and i haven't (laughs) had a chance to go back since so i've been riding on that success (laughs) yeah you quit while you're ahead i guess um so with i wanted to ask you about stand-up Oh, okay. Um, sure. I think it's really interesting that your dad used to do stand up. Is that how you started? Um, I suppose. Um, my dad, he's not. He's he's retired now. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he never really got famous off of it. Um, but uh, he got to a point where, like, he was able to. He auditioned for SNL, mm-hmm. and uh, he was, you know, like well known enough to uh to be offered parts on shows mm-hmm. and uh and then those parts would be taken away because the project was canceled yeah um and he when i when i was a kid he would he's he's the kind of dad who would just joke around in the kitchen all the time and um you know he would have these like super far-fetched like stories to tell and stuff and uh and then he would also watch like stand-up all the time when i was uh, a kid so we would we would watch like brian regan and yeah um uh gosh um like uh lewis black and and um uh dave Chappelle and like all these you know guys who were coming up in the late 90s and dane cook was a was a big one for our household and um so yeah, that uh, that really motivated me to uh, to start doing uh, comedy. And in high school, I did improv competitions. Right on. Um, and then and then I got into stand up uh, after I um, moved to New York. Very cool. And uh, what's the scene like out there in New York? It's hard. Like open mic scene. What's that like? It's it's definitely more. I had a very hard time. Yeah. Um, the person you see before you today is uh, I was I was a lot I was I'm very shy yeah. naturally and uh, in New York it's not it's it's not a good stand up scene for that 
Mm-hmm. So it's uh, I, I I didn't uh, I, I couldn't make like fit in to a lot of the clicks. Isn't that fun? I yeah. that's um, one of the major parts reasons why I have a <laughs> difficult time with going to open mics. Is sure. like man, I just like I'd go and I just feel like an outsider. I mean, like and I could yeah. never like feel comfortable in that setting for sure. the longest time. That's that's how I, it was for me in New York, and uh, I I feel like I'm getting over that yeah. now. Um, and I, and I'm trying to be I'm I'm trying to be just open minded to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my problem in New York City was uh, I was still a college student and um, uh, <laughs> like I I would uh, kind of judge people too mm-hmm. quickly. Yeah, and I think that would block me from like having an inter- interaction with them because uh, I would just I would just assume what they were like beforehand. Yeah, I mean I would do. Uh now I'm like I'm almost the opposite where where I am starting to judge people sometimes like in conversations and like it's only because like I don't like when you're at an open mic and stuff and you don't know somebody it's like you gotta find out what they're about you know Mm. like you might be taught like you don't know who you're talking to it's it's kind of bizarre as a as a just to go in like just like yeah. engage with somebody who's also pursuing stand-up in some way you don't know really why you don't know what their goals are you don't know their successes their talent level like you don't know anything about them and you just like strike up a conversation with them like sometimes you're talking to like right. a genuinely like cool person who's got unique ideas and like is in love with the art form or is you know just like passionate you know on whatever skill level they could be very beginner and they suck but they're still you know they got good ideas or you could be talking to somebody that's just like fucking like a complete lunatic (laughs) (laughs) like i've had conversations and i've just like in the middle of the conversation think like man i gotta get the fuck out of here you know yeah, but you can you can guess who those people are now because nobody will talk to them. Sometimes, like sometimes you don't know, and, and it's yeah, I think it's just uh, it's it's a hard uh, it's a hard environment to be super comfortable in. Yeah, it's a it's a it's not the it's not a good environment to be um, closed off. No, yeah, no. you want to just like I just like I'll just go up to people and just kind of stand there and be like sure. and chime in like you just gotta like <laughs> like. Nobody knows each other really, right? Know? So, and uh, and New York in the New York scene, it's easy t- for uh, an open micer to feel like <laughs> like I can uh, um, big league somebody, yeah, um, <laughs> which is a terrible thing to do. But it's because uh, because you get really good really fast in New York because yeah. um, everybody can hit you know five six seven mics uh, every night. And are they are there actual audiences there? No, it's oh. all comics. Yeah. Um, but you just get really tough skin very mm-hmm. fast, um, and uh, and you you meet a lot of people. So you know, on every open mic, there's at least four or five people who have you know they're running a show somewhere in the city. Yeah. Um, and as long as you're talking to them and you know making friends, you'll get invited. And um, I, I got put on some. But uh, not as many as I think I would now. Yeah. If I was mature enough. Yeah. Yeah. It takes time. Sure. It's, it's hard. Everybody has their own path. So what's um? I want to ask you your best set that you've ever had, and your memory of the the worst set that you've ever had. Mm-hmm. 
the worst one uh, that's a tough that's yeah. a it's a tie <laughs> like there's a lot of them i <laughs> for me at least <laughs> <laughs> i've had a couple of uh real stinkers yeah can i talk about more than one yeah for sure um so one of them i i uh, not to get all racial or anything sure there's this bar in new york city uh, called the Duplex, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a very kind of you know it's a, it's a gay bar, yeah. um, and it's very kind of progressive, and in it's um, so I I went up and I did my time, and I I used to do this joke about uh, uh, saying the N word in reverse order, yeah, and uh, that <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's funny. So <laughs> should we say it? How do you say it? Um, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Riggin? <laughs> Is that how it's said? <laughs> um, and I, uh, the, the premise was like, since I'm white, can I say it like that? And That's is hilarious. That a, is that a ticket to get away with it? And uh, it did not go well. Oh, um, there was uh, a lot of people who were very mad at me. Yeah. And um, and then I guess, I guess I accidentally used a racial slur that I didn't know about. It was, uh, I said, um, gorilla. And at the time, I didn't know that was a racial was slur. Was it in reference to somebody? I, I, I don't I don't really remember the context of what You're I just said. Like talking about gorillas and I think so. Reason. And I think I think one of my buddies afterward was like, "You used a racial slur," and I was like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "Gorilla is a terrible thing to say," and I think that's why they got really upset with you. I mean, if you're talking about gorillas, like what is it like the what do you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you called someone a gorilla, but at the same time, like I'll look at like Brock Lesnar and say like he's a gorilla. Yeah. Um, so that that was a pretty Funny. bad set. Yeah. Um, that sounds. That people sounds just thought I was racist. I've never been back there. Yeah, I uh, wouldn't go back. That <laughs> might not be your scene. No. Yeah. And then uh, there was uh, two other times that I remember. One of them was at New York Comedy Club, and uh, I had been doing this uh, joke about Helen Keller that really offended people. Uh, and the the premise was um, Helen Keller. I, I think you know she's she's deaf and she's blind and she's mute. I'm pretty sure she's just faking it. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't like that. What? Yeah, See, so that's got... funny because um, recently I said that at work. I was talking to some okay. people. Um, I was talking to some people, and somebody mentioned Helen Keller, and I just like as a joke was like, well. I mean, come on, do you really even believe in Helen Keller? Like, yeah. like, Helen Keller wrote those books. She's deaf and blind. Like, how are you supposed <laughs> to write a book? How do you learn what words are? You're deaf and blind. From birth, like, how does that yeah. ever, like, I, I always thought she'd of, be, like, uh, in bed sleeping, and her mom would come in and wake her up, like, it's time to go to school, and she'd be like, oh. <laughs> her mom would turn around to leave the door, uh, to walk out the door, and Helen Keller would be like, <laughs> doesn't know anything yeah that's funny. um yeah so like the idea of helen keller existing to me is crazy sure and then somebody somebody got like really um, offended by it they booed me i got booed for that one for helen keller what did it why like it's i don't know a- uh new york is 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 strange because there's there's some some there's there's a lot of nights where it'll be um like totally fine and anything goes and then every yeah. once in a while you just get a crowd that's so sensitive yeah and um that was one of those nights where i did the helen keller bit and they booed me and then Funny. i remember somebody came up to me after the show and was like you're the worst comedian i've ever seen Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and then uh, finally 
I did a show at a country club yeah. and uh, the it was I was doing like 30 minutes and um, there was this couple in the audience that just wouldn't stop bickering the whole show. Yeah. And uh, and I, I said something like, why don't you guys just get divorced already? <laughs> and, it, they, and so they were bickering about their divorce. Oh, wow. They were, <laughs> and they hadn't announced it to anybody. And like, I, I guess everybody there that night knew each other. Oh, shit. And so like, I inadvertently outed their divorce to an entire country <laughs> club. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, so that was that was pretty bad. That's a that's an oopsie. But that's the funny thing to say in that situation. They should yeah. if you're if you're bickering, don't be at a comedy show. But uh, yeah, but that was that was sort of like a jaw dropping moment, yeah. and uh, I couldn't I couldn't win them back after that. Fuck no. Anything I would say is not as exciting as <gasps> a couple being separated. Yeah, like the like finding out that Todd and Mary are getting a divorce. Like, yeah, like yeah, everybody exactly. knows everybody there. <laughs> right. Wow. <laughs> And that was pretty bad. That's pretty epically bad. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Um, and then I, I guess the best set I've had was also at New York Comedy Club. Um, although lately, the last uh, the last few weeks, I've been doing pretty good at, at some of the mics. Um, so I, at at New York Comedy Club, I did uh, five minutes. Well, it was uh, it it was seven because um, I ran the light. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was that was that was pretty great because um, I, I had. I was getting rolling laughs the whole time, and hell yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's hard to to be as exciting about uh, the best set I've ever had. Yeah, well, no, it's just like it, it's good to hear. I like hearing it. Sure. I saw a woman at uh, Tiniest Bar. Um, I don't know her name, but uh, she crushed, and it was like a boring open mic, and she got the the crowd engaged from the right. bar, which like you can you can't really even hear up at the bar at at uh, at that spot. Yeah, and she had people like up on the railing, like rolling the whole time, and I was like, it was just good to see, like, because like at so many open mics, like people chuckle, you get some laughs, like a few, you know, some people get consistent laughs the whole time, but like it's so like you just don't see somebody like go off, you know, and like get real laughs. It's it's hard to do, um, but I think it's possible. I I do. I think I think just most most comics are just bad. Yeah, well, what is that like? Like for every open micer, like because I'm, I, I'll never, like I'm not at a point where I, um, where I'm, I'm not very good at this point in right. my, um, neither am I comedy. But like, but like, there are people like, like how many are there that are good? Because like, there's so many. It feels like there's like. I think it's rare. I think it's. Yeah. I think it's rare. I, I don't think it's impossible. I think. Um, every once in a while, like when you see somebody like that lady who's just killing at an open mic, they've just been actually working hard at it. Yeah. And they go home and they write their jokes and they figure out like, okay, how do I make these better? And then, um, and they're, and I think that a lot of, uh, I talk like I know what I'm talking about. Well, you do, you've been doing, you know, comedy, you know, the art form, you know, a little I, bit. I think I know w- the right way to do it by now. Yeah. Um, and I think my my process for it, it, that's what I'll say. I'll just talk about how I figure it. Uh, so my my process for it is uh, I'm not really trying to be funny. I'm trying to like, um, I, I'm not I'm not doing it for me. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it because I I like entertaining people. Yeah, and I'm trying to write the best material that I could possibly write. And even at an open mic, like that's I feel like that's where you should have the easiest time killing because we're all fans of stand up. Yeah. You know? So 
what I see at open mics is uh, most of the time a comic will get off stage and be like, ah, it's just a bad mic, you know, comics, you can't make them laugh. But I, yeah. I don't think that's true. You can't make comics laugh. I think you're, they're just, their material's just not good. Yeah. Well, yeah, or it's just not, it's, I don't even think that a lot of time the material's that bad. I think uh, it's uh, delivery. Like your del- sure. like, delivery like people, could be anything, but I think, it's just yeah. not, it's just not a good performance. No. Yeah. Like you get, um, I think something that's happened with me a lot, uh, and something I'm learning how to like defend from happening to me is yeah. you, you know, you're in an open, open mic, you go up 10th, you know, and if you haven't like left the room or anything, you've watched 10, 40 minutes of open mic comedy and, uh, you, it almost like tricks you or lulls you into following the same pattern in like sure. the way of speaking and the mannerisms of other people just because you've been absorbing it so much. So what I've been really trying to do is go up there and just like, no, no, no like clear out ev- all, every other person go up here and just be yourself, you yeah. know, like do the speak your own way, give your delivery, you know, sure. like, cause everybody has like, there's, there's this, not everybody like the good people, don't talk like everybody else but there is like this like stand this open micer style of joke telling that like it's just very it's very boring and lazy yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Late, lately i've been thinking uh when i go up i want to no matter how much time i'm on i want to leave exhausted yeah oh that's funny and yeah. then uh, and if i'm not just out of breath by the end i'm not doing it right yeah one of my better sets recently like i listened to recording and I was yelling the entire, like I was yelling at people like, and it wasn't like aggressive. It was just like, I was just shouting, you know, just like right. doing it the way that like I hear in my head when I write it, you know? And sure. I think try figuring out to get to the place where you're funny is, is like the key. And mm-hmm. it's so hard. It's so hard to do, especially right. when you're, you know, you're limited to like five minutes at a time. You get to try to, slip into that state where you're right. funny in a conversation or you're you know like like at work or with your friends or with your parents when you're making people laugh like how do you capture that and um re, re- do it on command yeah, you know it's hard it's really hard it's yeah. fun though when um, you can do it yeah i think that's i think yeah that's another thing is people, people will just be like oh, i didn't sign up for to do open mics um, Wait, hold on who said what i That's hear so that cool. all the time you don't hear that i hear people go like um when i go to a show and people you know are laughing at my jokes uh that's what i that's it reminds me that's why i'm doing stand up mm-hmm. uh, not these open mics because people don't laugh at open mics but um yeah i i, I lost my train of thought no well you're, i think uh if I may, <laughs> it sucks. Like I get that, but the unfortunate reality is the only way that you can get to a point to where you can play those shows is by going through open mics. That's the only way. That's the only path forward. You think you're just going to write some shit and then get a crowd of 250 people to laugh? Like there's no fucking way. You got to go you got to go suffer at open mics and sure. I hate that that that's reality. I don't want to do it. It's oh, nice. uh, yeah, never mind. um that's what I was going to say is uh yeah, they treat it like it's not very fun, but I I am having a great time. Damn, dude, yeah, I need mics. to I need to like I think it's like a mental thing, like just switch Maybe, your attitude yeah. cuz I have a I sometimes I get at an open mic and I'm just like, man, I want to fucking die. Just having just being more professional about it yeah. um you know like uh 
fuck, I'm proud of my jokes right now. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I feel like I'm kicking ass. Hell yeah. That's good. Positive attitude and going out of, you're, you're in a mission. You're, sure. you're, you're going to do something. And you're, every time I go up, I do have that sensation like, oh, I just accomplished a goal. Yeah, you just want to win. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. I love that attitude. That's a yeah. great attitude to have. Um, yeah. And like, yeah, it's really easy to kind of get away from that. Yeah, and I think that's um, that's starting out in the first like uh, first little bit because I so a little bit about me. I did stand up, um, you know, ever since I've been like twenty um, or twenty one. How old going, are you now? I'm twenty seven, okay. but I haven't like I've done on average I'd say one open mic a year on average. <laughs> like some years i did three some years i did like four yeah. like it's consistent though over time it's consistent <laughs> and that's like my attitude but the thing was it's like i would just like go every like you know every six months i might go mm-hmm. um which is worthless like it's you're not learning hardly anything you sure. know you're not getting a vibe you're not doing like i would write i have so much material built up but i wouldn't perform it um so like what I've learned since moving to Austin and going to open mics way more regularly is, um, is, is having that attitude about the open mic itself. Because for me, I used to have to drive an hour to get to any open mic right. and I would sit and I'd wait and I'd be tired and nervous and like not talking to anybody cause I didn't feel comfortable. And then I'd go up there and eat a bag of dicks or, you know, like do halfway decent. And it was just like all this horrible negative reinforcement. I wasn't having fun with it at all. Like it right. was like, just like, it felt like this bizarre torture I was doing to myself whenever I went. Yeah. So I think, uh, having a better attitude about the actual open mic, because it is something that you absolutely have to do is really important. Sure. I agree. Yeah. What, um, was the bag of dicks like? Did it oh, get Lord. laughs or? I've eaten so many dicks so many times. Like, <laughs> like, 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 uh, you're probably, it's probably just a tired bit. You got to freshen it up a no, little bit. So every, I do, I do, I try to like change, change up with like stuff I'm doing regularly just because like I have, I have a ton of like premises, but you know, only, you only do like four a week or whatever. You don't have enough time to do a ton of material. So I'm like switching around and trying to figure something out. What I'm trying to do right now is get a solid five. Like that's my goal. And I'm, I think I got about like two and a half to three minutes where I can rely on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I get that solid five, then I'll feel like, okay, cool. Sure. I got five minutes that I can really rely on. And then, you know, um, but the eating the bag of dicks, like that's just, um, man, it's, that's, a, it's a hard sell. Yeah. It's, it's, you're going into a room and you're not, uh, you're not feeling the energy, right. You yeah. know, you're, you're saying the words, but you don't have the emotion behind it that you need. You don't have the the energy you get uh, that feeling of uh insecurity that can creep up on you in on stage where right. your body language starts emoting a uh, deep inner feeling of like your true feeling of like insecurity and fear and people I think, can just I don't smell think it's, it uh, i don't think it's fear when it's, I, it's, I i think it's excitement for me for me it's it's a it's a it's a these people hate you 
and it's oh, really I, I stopped caring yeah I well care. that's where i'm at that's where i'm at now i'm <laughs> talking good. about like when i was like 23 years old oh, in detroit yeah. just like sure. standing in front of people just like uh <laughs> did you are you are you from detroit i'm from uh i'm from grand blank michigan right next to uh it's right next to flint michigan oh okay yeah born born in flint Yeehaw. yeah yeah okay where drinking uh how is the water ha huh. you're the five <laughs> that's a very common joke sir well i I, it's not a joke i i'm only asking because i noticed your tail yeah shut up man don't don't mention it it's dude it's fucked up over there man it's um it's so sad it's it's so crazy it's like you know i I get pissed It's, it's it's so it's maddening like you know you see our national government, our right. elected officials sending billions of dollars before I would complain about them sending billions to Afghanistan and Iraq and the, the Saudis and everything. And now I'm complaining about them sending billions to Ukraine when literally you have cities where they sure. can't afford to change out their pipes. So yeah. the water is poisoned with lead and it's not just Flint anymore. There was another city that had poison water. Also in Michigan, right? Yeah, uh, I don't know if it was in Michigan, which is ironic because Michigan is the freshwater, like, it has more fresh water than any, uh, than any state or yeah, that is anywhere in sad. North America. <laughs> On top of it, I have a bit about it, but Nestle, so Nestle, um, you know, Nestle, you heard of yeah. the organization, they steal, um, they steal water from the Great Lakes uh, through, huh. through, um, shady business practices and politics whatever they have uh worked out a deal where they pay 17 dollars a year for about a million gallons of water per day so nestle is taking a million gallons of water out of the great lakes every day for a bill of about 17 dollars a year and then they bottle it and they sell it when you first said seventeen dollars, I thought maybe I misheard, and you no. said seventeen thousand. That's no, really no, no, cheap. no, 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 no. And my water no, bill no, is 17, like seven, wa- <laughs> one seven, one seven. My water bill is like seventeen a month. Yeah, exactly. But and they I, get they get they get they get a million gallons a day from the Great cr- Lakes. That's ridiculous. The Great Lakes are the maybe it's arguable that they're the most valuable natural resource in North America. Like right. it is. It, it, it Texas doesn't have water. Nowhere out west has water. Michigan has fucking water, and Nestle just worked out a deal where they get to take it all. It's pretty fucked up. I wonder how they did that. Yeah, um, somebody's getting paid. paid. Oh, uh, for sure, for in, sure. In the back end, under the table. Yeah, yeah, it's fucked up. It, yeah. it bums me out. Um, Sometimes it does, but then I just—it's going to happen anyway. So why not let it happen to me? You know, I'll—I'll I'll just become governor and uh, I'll make that deal. I mean, if I was making that money, it'd be hard to say like, tell them to stop. You know, <laughs> if they're paying for everything, you know. Yeah. But at the same time, it's—it's it's very upsetting. If you've ever been to the Great Lakes, you would—you know—that's my home. You it's pretty, would, it's sad. I've been—I've been to the Great Lakes. It's yeah. sad. It's, you know, it's it's amazing. They're they're oceans. You know, eventually they'll just dry up. Uh, maybe I don't know. How many oh, gallons no. of water is in the- more? So Lake Superior has enough water to cover the entire continental United States in two feet of water. Wow. So you know, that's a lot of water. <laughs> it can take a lot, and you never even know. 
Yeah, I feel like I've never noticed. Yeah, isn't that right? Ten years from now, it's going to go down a foot, and then somebody's going to realize what's going on here. Yeah, it's fucked up, man. I don't know. I don't <laughs> even know how to, like, I can't even, like, I had I had bits about it, but, like, it would just end up with me being, like, angry. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, though. You should yeah, but, use it. Yeah, but it's not funny. It's just, like, look at this guy. He's so mad. Yeah, but there's that's like the emotional thing that uh, people yeah. can grab onto, you know. Maybe just like be, rile a crowd up, start like fuck the government, get everybody anarchistic. Yeah, that's if you're just uh, you, if you're like the angry guy, sure. Yeah. I'll be angry. I'm a redhead. It fits. Right? <laughs> you got a mustache. Yeah. So how long? Uh, how I we didn't discuss how long um, you had here, and I don't want to take up too much of your time. How are you doing time wise right now? It's only four thirty. Yeah, I got I got some time. You hitting any mics tonight? I uh, I want to. Um, I think I'm gonna do Wanderlust. I uh, last time I went there, uh, it was uh, it was like some big swanky party. There was like a yeah. ton of photographers and stuff, and they had canceled the mic. I was. Bummed. I think I think I'm supposed to host it tonight. Oh, sh- what do you mean? You think like shouldn't you know that before it happens? I uh, well uh, the the, ho- the um, Alex who hosts it <laughs> yeah. uh, and usually. Um, asked me last week if i could host it this week Very and cool. uh, i haven't heard mm-hmm. about it since then so fun who knows? i figured i'd show up anyway and just you know that's cool if i want to need get, me I, that's something that i've uh, a goal is uh i want to host something i think that that's a really great practice sure just like good uh good way to figure out like being yourself and just chilling and like having fun with the crowd you know you work on a little material here and there I think it's a fine line though too, because like open mic hosting, like if you're not like keeping things moving, it it can get real slow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can hit up uh, ABC and offer a game show. What's that? No, I mean like if you want some ABC. Ho- hosting, no, that's yeah. not what I want to do. I mean, <laughs> hosting. I'm like, would you would you host a game show? Probably. Uh, yeah, I would if they pay me. Honestly, I take that easy money. Yeah. I'm not picky. What's your favorite game show? I love, uh, I like, I do like Family Feud. Hell yeah, that's the best game show. Yeah. Without um, a doubt. It's, uh, it's kind of, it's because they get pretty good comics to host it usually. Steve, Steve Harvey? Yeah, Steve Harvey. And then the last guy from Home Improvement. Oh, oh, Alan. I yeah. don't know his real name, but his name on the show was <laughs> Al. <laughs> and it's just a great, like, the show is fun. Like, I'm always, like, yeah. coming, you want to know what people, like, the answers are. Um, yeah, but I, I'm not, I'm not picky. I'll take, I'll take whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Deal or no deal? Sure. Fuck, man. I'll host deal or no deal. I feel like, I would, I don't know, how many years could you do that for before you want to, like, blow your brains out? Cause like, I feel like eventually it would be like, man, this job sucks. Uh, if, if, if I was like, if I could retire, then yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I get it. It is about like this, that like basic comfort. Yeah. Uh, That was Howie Mandel, right? Yeah. Yeah. He still does it, doesn't he? I don't know. That guy was, uh, he used to do stand up. Yeah. He was pretty good. I think Mm -hmm. back in the day. Yeah. You know, the narrative with him is he's a germaphobe. Sure. It's weird. It's weird that, like, there's, like, you say Howie Mandel, and I'm like, germaphobe, you know? Yeah, it's weird to think about. That's why he's bald. Yeah, it's weird. Is it, or was he balding? I've seen photos of him with hair. What? Yeah. I can't even imagine. 
it's weird that like there's famous people that like a story comes out about them and then they're forever known as that like one thing the uh yeah like mel gibson like anti-semite <laughs> just because in a phone call he he complained about jewish directors or something I, like that i guess so i i don't really i don't give a shit about that stuff I mean, no but it it's funny matter. like okay so you become you know well known what how would you react in that kind of scenario where now like the world is painting you as something that like isn't necessarily true probably like what um you kill babies i don't know <laughs> Like look at it, look at what like they did to Joe Rogan recently, like with COVID and everything. Um, that was like a smear job that was pretty intense. If it was if it was that severe, like I like I was known for killing babies, and that well, was a story okay, that came that's out. A terrible. That's a terrible. I think I would analogy. just have to own it. <laughs> Be like, yeah, dude, killing babies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's anywhere else to go. Well, that, that's literally. What am I gonna say? I'm sorry for yeah. killing. <laughs> babies but in this this it's not true so you're just gonna be like yeah i do kill babies oh it's not true no it's not true i mean oh i thought we were talking about it had to be true um no it it could be true it could be not true i probably wouldn't say anything yeah i would just let them think i kill babies yeah i think that's where like not being super involved in social media is like a good thing i I think uh, a lot of celebrities will come out and try to deny it but i Mm -hmm. think that just makes it worse yeah or like um yeah, I think this Charlie Sheen method of just like owning it or just ignoring it all. You yeah, because that's uh, I think ignoring it all because it blows, shit blows over. Sure, you know, like you don't. You, there's it, nothing sticks for that long. It seems like like people's reputation, your reputation is like yeah. reparable of something. I can only happens. wish I'd be famous enough for people to spread a rumor about me that I killed babies. Yeah, it, see, that's like where I'm like, I'm like, I don't know, like fame. Like I'd like to be, if I like, I want to be like well-known enough to make a good living, but I don't want to be like, I wouldn't want to be fucking, you know, super famous. Like where you can't, where you go to a grocery store and people are like calling you out and shit. That sounds pretty annoying. Sure, I get, I get that. <laughs> no, you're like, I want everybody to know my name. Fuck it, I want to go all the way, baby. I never, I'm never gonna stop. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I know. I know. Famous like the stories that I just don't like. I don't vibe with. But it's <laughs> like, I don't know. Like the uh, like the sexual assault ones, or well, like what do you mean by that? Well, I mean. It, it, Hollywood stories that you don't vibe with like um, I feel like I feel like any celebrity that has uh, a scandal out for him is just I feel like it's easy to avoid by just not doing oh yeah whatever it is that don't be a gross do. creep yeah that's pretty sure. easy but look at Brendan Fraser was I talking to you about that yeah yeah that, was, that one's crazy I didn't even know I'm still mind blown by that he, he just got well he just didn't get cast anymore right well he got raped in Hollywood a bunch yeah, yeah, I mean, like, he, like, tried to come out about it, and then yeah, they and didn't then cast they, him. Yeah, and then he didn't cast That's him. not really a rumor spread about him. That's, That's more true. like he just got blacklisted by terrible people. Yeah. Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I think the whole world of fame is very bizarre. He's coming. He's going to be in that um, uh, film that's coming out with Leo DiCaprio. Brendan Fraser? Mm-hmm. Really? What movie? Uh well, he's actually in two. He's in one that came out this year um, where he gained like, I think it was like four or 500 pounds for it. What? It's crazy. 
um i don't support that dude that's fucked up yeah Damn. so a lot, well it's interesting because like i would see photos of him uh a few years ago where he, would, he looked kind of fat and i'm like yeah. oh, he let himself go yeah and then i i realized it was probably for that movie wow because he's playing a 600 pound man oh my god <laughs> try coming back from that <laughs> He did because he lost all the weight again, and now he's uh, he's going to be in that uh, this movie with Leonardo DiCaprio about um, like a serial killer or something like that. Interesting. Yeah. Speaking of Hollywood creeps, did you see the the graph? I saw a graph someone made of Leonardo DiCaprio and his girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> How he'll date them for like three years, and it's literally like as soon as they turn twenty five, <laughs> they break up, and it's like there's like fifteen girls, and it's all been the same thing interesting yeah i thought that was funny he probably had like a babysitter that was um 25 and rejected him and that's yep. why he just that, breaks up with him yeah he's like once you're 25 you just i can't vibe with you anymore yeah you, <laughs> you're, you're gonna leave me at 26 <laughs> you're gonna hurt my heart i don't know man he's leonardo DiCaprio has been in i think some of my favorite movies ever yeah catch me if you can wolf of wall street inception you see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No. Oh, that movie fucking rocks. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, Quentin Tarantino. That was um, his ninth movie? Yeah, he's only got like one more, he said, I think. Yeah, that's what I heard is at 10 he's going to stop and then do something else. That's really sad to me because I really <laughs> like his movies. It's, it's really funny. It is. It's like, honestly, I, I it's sad, but I support it. I, I like it when like an artist or an athlete yeah. hangs it up like maybe like when they could have done something else but they're you know just like going out yeah. on top i, I like think that he's gonna stop i kind of I, I think he's gonna brett Favre it too like he might stop for like five six years who knows but he's an you know he's an artist like is he just sure. gonna stop doing his like what makes him feel good right yeah. Well, I I just don't think he's going to stop ever. You don't think so? No, I think he's going to do 10 and then he's going to have another idea for a, a film. There was one that I heard he was trying to do. Um I guess he he was he he was going to do Star Trek or something like that, but it fell through, which I just I'm not a Star Trek fan or anything, but uh, I thought it'd be really think, interesting. I don't think that'd be a good match. It'd be an interesting match, who knows. I mean, I don't think so. I think I'd it'd like be to a see bad it. movie. You think so? With his creative uh, direction and usually like his style of filmmaking. Who I knows? So. I mean, I'd like to see a Quentin Tarantino sci-fi film. Like, I love sci-fi. Sure, I think he could make a good sci-fi film in his vision. Yeah. But uh, Star Trek is... Um, <laughs> I, I don't know shit about Star Trek. J.J. <laughs> yeah. Abrams is a, was a perfect fit for Star Trek. Did he do the the new one? Yeah, interesting. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. I missed that boat. It's just. Uh, I think. I think it's. Uh, it's. Uh, it's interesting because you get familiar with people's styles, and then uh, you can match them to certain movies that they'd probably be good for. Yeah. Have you ever seen Conjuring? Oh uh, yeah, I was talking about it yesterday. It was bizarre. James Wan directed the first two, mm -hmm. and they were like pretty good. Yeah. You know? good and movies. then. Uh, they ditched him for Conjuring 3, mm -hmm. and that movie sucked. Look at, um, it, it, the same can be said with, like, actors. Like, an actor dies for a role, and a new actor takes over, and it just, like, blows. Yeah. Like Ashton Kutcher in Two and a Half Men. Oh, that was weird. I forgot about that. <laughs> what did they name it, like, after that? It was, like, Two Men or something like that? They, like, renamed it almost. I think it was still Two and a Half Men. Was it? Mm -hmm. Oh. Who they did just, they recat? Who did they put? 
they replaced Charlie Sheen after like the with Cobain Ashton stuff Kutcher. came out. Yeah, bizarre. Like, why and even they, do and, that? Like, what are you doing? I don't know. They acted like it never even happened. That's the weirdest thing. <laughs> I, like, I think Dumbledore in the Harry Potter series, like the original Dumbledore is like a G and then they cast this other dude and he's just like, he fucking I, sucks. I never, I don't even notice. Really? Yeah. Even if I could watch the movies, um, like back to back, I wouldn't even notice. Well, it's partially, it's, it's, his looks are slightly different, but the main thing is like his mannerisms and his like acting. I'm a big Harry Potter fan. His, uh, sure. his attitude is just like in the movies. It's just not, correct like it's not how dumbledore acts um, in the, what was in the he books. like in the book way fucking better like wise and peaceful and nice and like um just like a general personality wise very like warm and sure. you know he's supposedly the greatest wizard of all time you know he's a fucking g and then in the movies he's just like this like aggressive like harsh you know like booming dude i don't know not the not the same dumbledore that i and the other fans of harry potter knew and <laughs> i thought he was good he, he was Ian McCallan right. did a pretty good job at him uh not if you read the books you're like not even the same there's a there's one example there's a meme where um in the goblet of fire where harry like uh in the book it's uh like dumbledore calmly pull talks to harry and brings him aside and and gently ask, how did your name fall into the fire in the goblet of fire? Like, how did that happen? And then it shows the clip from the movie, and ha- and he just storms across the fucking hall, grabs Harry by his shoulders, like, did you put your name in the goblet? It's just like completely different. It would be great if like Dumbledore lifted Harry by the collar and yeah, just swung against the wall, fucking slammed him on the ground, yeah, body slam, ground him. and pounding him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. There's just, uh, I think. Uh, I don't know, man. I I, uh, I think that it's f- it's fun. Like what we're doing here is fun. Like and like looking at art and seeing like and talking about like uh, like how it's made and who makes what and sure. like how like Quentin Tarantino like theorizing like would Quentin Tarantino be good at this or not? Like or like I don't know. We're just talking art. I like it. This is fun. Yeah, I could see. I could see um, what movies I think Quentin Tarantino would be good at. I can see, dude. I there's at this point, I'm like, man, he there's nothing that I wouldn't want to watch him make. Like, sure. like between Django um, and Glorious Bastards, like they're all just like unique in their own way. Hateful Eight, like Hateful Eight, to me felt like I was watching a play. Yeah, you know, he's really good at that. That's why I don't think he'd be good at Star Wars. I don't know, man. I think he would be able to do something interesting. Like it would be. It would be interesting for be sure. Like it'd be, it'd be, I I think it'd be worse than a Wes Anderson Star Trek movie. Damn son, you're really <laughs> calling him out. <laughs> I don't. I, I I mean, he's not a special effect, but he is with like gore and stuff. But like his the storytelling ability that he's that is in his films and like the dialogue in all of them like oh it's 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 amazing it, it, it doesn't just doesn't make sense uh, yeah to me like wes wanna, anderson or no um um or quint quint good old quint <laughs> like i think he's uh, i think his storytelling is like like for some reason once upon a time in hollywood like right. straight up like he, it was like it was almost two hours of dialogue and for most of it you're like where is this going 
but at the same time was like, I don't care where it's going. I just, I'll watch these people talk all day. It's so interesting. Hmm. Okay. It's bizarre. Yeah. It's really good. Maybe I'll have to check it out and then I'll, and then I'll judge it. Yeah. Judge it. Write a review. Wes Anderson is a tripod guy though. What does that mean? Just means it's very, uh, like you've seen Wes Anderson movies, right? Um, I've seen, um, is he, uh, the, what he, is it, the he hotel? Did, yeah, Grand Budapest yeah. Hotel. Um, but it'll, a lot of shots will be like stationary, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it'll kind of be, um, you, you, it won't be the camera that's moving. It's usually the environment. Oh, that's So you kind of get that, um, you get sort of like, uh, it's, it's a little bit more, um, uh, what's the word for it? It's it's easy. It, you get vertigo, I guess. Interesting. I re, I remember being like really against watching Grand Buddha's Best Hotel because like cover mm-hmm. of it, I was like, this looks stupid. And then right. I watched it and was like, damn, that movie was fucking awesome. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know any other Wes Anderson films. Uh, you neither do I. Not off the top of my head. Me neither. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I like movies, but I'm not a film buff. Uh, do you? Uh, I I am. I love movies. What's your What's your favorite movie? Um, I love, uh, that's a tough one. I think it depends on the genre. One of my favorite movies that I could watch over and over is about time. Um, cause it's just a great story. It's a good love story about time. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen that. The Rachel McAdams and, um, uh, Damal Gleason. Will my girlfriend, will my girlfriend like it? I think so. Cool. Probably make her cry. Yeah, that works. Makes me cry. Yeah. I like a good, I like a movie that can emote like yeah. crying. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's uh, what's your second favorite movie? <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be like top five. Top five? Yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, yeah, all right. Probably that one. Um, there's this uh, horror film called Cabin in the Woods mm. that I think it's super well done. Mm. Um, uh, there's another film. Um, Oh man, I'm gonna have to think about this. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. I get stuck in my top five. Sure. Cabin. Have you seen Cabin in the Woods? I'm not a big like. I only watch horror when I'm being made to watch horror. Yeah, this one is uh, pretty good in horror film. It's not. Really? It's not very scary or gory. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a really well told monster story. Cool. I just watched The Shining for the first time last night. Yeah. It was fucking awesome. That movie was very, very good. <laughs> a little late to the party on that one. Sure. Um, American Psycho is great. Watched that for the first time a couple a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, that one's really good, yeah, too. Yeah, Christian Bale crushes it. In that yeah, movie. for sure. Um, gosh, what else? There's... Um, I love uh, the producers, um, but uh, the one... Um, the one directed by Mel Brooks. Mm-hmm. The Mel Brooks. The produ- it's called the producers. It's called the producers. Not it's sure. um, so the, it, there's there's several versions of it. Uh, the original was a a stage musical. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's about uh, these two New York Broadway theater producers, and they're trying to run, um, in uh. Uh, an investor fraud yeah. scam. So they they get a bunch of people to uh, to invest millions of dollars in their production, and now they have to produce something that's just so terrible it's going to bomb. 
so they can oh, just embezzle all the funds. I've heard of this movie. Yeah. yeah. And it ends up being like they accidentally produce the greatest musical of all time. Very cool. Um, so there's, uh, it's been done. I think Mel Brooks, uh, he was, might've been the last one, but it might've been done after him as well. But I think, I think he did it the best. That's kind of funny. That's it's, it's, I like, uh, um, like stories that have been done and done and done. Mm -hmm. Like I, um, is it, is it a musical? It is. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And, uh, singing in the rain is another great one. Singing in the rain. Mm -hmm. That's another good musical. I'm, I'm, uh, I have to be in a very particular mood. I watched, it's funny, you're like <laughs> nailing all these movies. I just watched Grease for sure. the first time in the last couple of weeks as well. Yeah. Um, which surprised me. I liked it. It was good. Singing in the Rain's, uh, it's a very gay musical to start with. <laughs> I, I see, I, I can't, musicals, man. Like, if it's, especially the ones where there's no dialogue, it's all singing man i have a tough time i got a tough time with that <laughs> like les miserables oh, yeah, yeah i watched um like just snippets of les Mis a couple <laughs> within the last couple of weeks again i swear <laughs> um, um i actually was thinking about that the anne hathaway song when we were talking about like sure. actors like crying and stuff like it being real like when she sings that song that is coming from some <laughs> fucked up real place because that was like yeah unbelievable um, but yeah, yeah, like lame is 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 kind of hard for me to like get through because it, it it's all singing. Sure, it's hard. It tires to, me out. Yeah, it's hard to connect. Yeah, it's yeah. like it to me. It's like uh, like I really like I I get down with it and I like the music, but uh, like jazz, it's it, after you know after like twenty minutes of like real like gnarly jazz my sure. brain feels like it's vibrating like i need to turn it off because i'm like overstimulated yeah i get that i uh i think i think musicals that i can get into definitely have like dialogue and it's not uh it's not all driven by by song and dance you know ones that, that i haven't seen the musical but i've listened to the soundtrack a bunch is uh mama mia mm. i thought you were gonna say hamilton <laughs> I hate that musical. Yeah, I don't know shit about Hamilton. I've, I don't oh, know if I've God. ever even heard of it. I um, I don't. I don't. I've heard it so many times because uh, my my ex girlfriend in college used to play it five six times a day. Yeah, like the whole album. Ugh. Um, that's hard. Yeah, and all of her friends were super into it, and that's, they couldn't figure out why I hated it so much like eventually you're gonna hate it if you listen to it that much <laughs> mama mia's soundtrack is dope man it's uh yeah abba did it and it's just so musically dynamic and cool and catchy like every song is super catchy it's bizarre so hmm. I'm, I'm waiting to waiting to watch that one but right otherwise i'm not a i'm not a big musical guy gotta be okay. honest i like uh i like um sweeney todd sweeney todd is pretty good it's a good movie too um blazing saddles is another one that i really enjoy blazing saddles i haven't seen that in a long time that movie is <laughs> fucking hilarious it is i actually um i had uh, i forgot how kind of racially charged it is oh my god it's crazy <laughs> <laughs> and uh when i was living in brooklyn i had uh it was it was a f first date and I, I ended up bringing her back to my apartment. And I was like, uh, 
because I was, I was, uh, I was like, you've never seen Blazing Saddles. We gotta, yeah, we gotta watch it. It's like the most amazing. It's wow, like the funniest hardcore. movie. <laughs> you're, you're really swinging for the fences with that. Oh yeah, that's I think I think it took like uh, it was like three minutes in where they dropped the first N word, oh, and, yeah. uh, <laughs> and her face just gets all red. Fuck. And I'm like, ah, right, I forgot this movie is super racist. You should probably go. <laughs> yeah, this couch doesn't have seatbelts, but you're gonna need to strap in. <laughs> Jesus. I think she asked to turn it off after oh, uh, that's like uncomfortable. 10, 10 minutes or so. Yeah, well, I think that's your fault, you know. You got I forgot the, I forgot there was uh, it was uh, racist. Yeah, oh man, that's to me when I think Blazing Saddles is like, oh yeah, that's that movie that blew my fucking mind. It's funny, man. I actually read about that movie. Um who's who's uh gosh, what's that actor? Um he was Willy Wonka. Oh. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't know his name, but I know who you're talking about. Oh, man. Who is that? Like, not not the new Willy Wonka, the old Willy Wonka. The, the old one, yeah. Yeah, I have no idea what his name is. That I'll guy... find out very fast. That guy did the movie, um, I think it was, he, I think he did it for free as a favor to Mel Brooks. Really? Yeah. That's, uh... And he did it, he did it while he was shooting another film, too. Gene Wilder? Yeah, Gene Wilder. Yeah. Wow, that's funny. I mean, it's it's an epic movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. You're making me want to go back and watch it. That's great. Gene Wilder's performance is great. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but uh, knowing that he did that well, doing it totally for free, and then after hours, uh, like, he, like after he was shooting his mm-hmm. other film, I can't remember what the other project was that he was on. Wow. But, uh, yeah, that's how good of an actor he was. That he could go after working all day and go do that. For, like a completely different character. Yeah, and it's like, funny that it, it was for free. That almost adds to it. In yeah, a way. that's like, wow, you really you really had to try for it. Wow, that's yeah. cool. That's a cool That's a cool story. Right. Well, man, I think we've, we've gone about an hour and 30 minutes here. So I think that's about like where I've been uh, capping these things. All right um is there is there anything you'd like to add can you tell people how they can find you like uh like some of your social media where they can see your animations i would just follow me on instagram at the alberry show (laughs) i almost forgot (laughs) yeah cool okay yeah so instagram alberry show um man thank you for coming on that was that was a lot of fun yeah i had a good time thank you hell yeah bro yeah